Maxwell Jacob Friedman. We've done many, many shows about him this week because that's the guy you're all talking about. Because he is the guy he is everyone's talking about. The most talked about man. It seems like it's definitely working uh, itself from uh, a shoot thing into a real thing. And there's even more Maxwell Jacob Friedman drama to cover. Plus, we'll get into your questions and a lot more. What's going on with Cesaro? Some big news about when he could be stepping back into the ring and where he could be doing it. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. What is their future in professional wrestling? And so much more. The Judgment Day, revealing who they want to see join the group. And as I said, your questions running the entire final segment. It is a Freestyle Friday. Let's make it count. Share the link or you stink. I can smell you through the screen not doing it. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Uh, I am Kev Kelm. That is Jeremy Bennett in Nebraska, if you ask it. It is a Friday edition of The Top Story. We are with you in the 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern hour every single weekday. So keep your notifications on to know exactly when we go live. Uh, I love seeing all the different people who are with us for the first time. If you're with us for the first time, stick with us the whole show. You get all your stuff on screen. Uh, we do take super chats. That guarantees you get on screen, but we, we will let you guys run the whole segment of the show. Uh, it has been a, a week dominated by Maxwell Jacob Freeman. We'll jump into news about him, but do want to remind you tonight's edition of Smack Talk will be on after SmackDown and AEW Rampage. You guys will be able to hear the take of Dutch Mantel, legendary wrestler and producer himself has had creative roles in all the major companies. He'll talk about breakdown tonight's SmackDown, so make sure your notifications are on for that, and you can catch that on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and then get it on demand in your ears on our podcast all right i'm about to sneeze i'm allergic to all these hot headlines we got going on maxwell jacob friedman he keeps stirring the pot and aew is certainly involved in the whole plot here what's going on uh, jeremy well there's uh, a couple of things going on i guess i suppose uh let's just uh first off uh start off with uh kind of the uh motivation for aew so-called fanning the flames on this whole controversy of course almost a week has gone by since you know showed the fan fest and then we had the pipe bomb that happened of course on dynamite this wednesday uncle dave has uh, mentioned on the wrestling observer newsletter uh that uh, of course uh you know mentioned that uh that neither uh, MJF purchased or uh, canceled his own ticket. So somebody, uh, somebody at EEW did that for him. Then mm -hmm. we go to Double or Nothing. He gets trounced by uh, Wardlow after no uh, rumors that he'd be no showing. And of course, then during the buy-in, they would reappear, re-re-re-do uh, re those uh, uh, vin uh, those uh, graphics and let you know that that was going to happen. And of course, that let off the show. Mm -hmm. And um, so. In this, uh, you know, in this, uh, that uh, Dave is saying that, uh, you know, the reason why uh, they were kind of fanning the flames on this whole thing. Now we're just going, we're going back to Sunday on yeah. this, and the reason is they were going against Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, where the uh, the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat were taking uh, on. So that's kind of why. Uh, Dave is saying that's kind of why they fanned the flames. Jeremy, so Jeremy, I'm gonna I'm gonna reboot my internet and see if that's my issue. Okay, give me one second. I'll okay. be right back. Yep. All right. Go ahead. Continue, buddy. Yep. 
And so uh, let me uh, get this off here. Hold on. And so, yeah, they 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 were uh, believed to be uh, just fanning the flames to kind of uh, get a little head start on game seven, so to speak. So uh, and it really it didn't. I mean, if you watch Double or Nothing, it, it didn't really look like Tony really did much to really reorganize the show. It didn't look like there was a a lag in uh, in, in any kind of. Uh, there wasn't like any lag in any kind of uh, uh, matches or anything like that. So it didn't mm-hmm. look like he was really uh, adjusting double or nothing just to compete with game seven, but obviously, you know, throwing, throwing up some more uh, uh, controversy, so to speak, just to uh, fan the flames and get a little more interest in it since there was com- competition, so to speak on Sunday. Then also I, we learned, but does that justify it, Jeremy? Does it justify Doing that to fans that bought tickets, if the, if if the whole thing started on Saturday and this thing was a work yeah. from the word go, and 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 as far as we know, there's a lot of people still in the dark about this, and that yeah. is people inside of AEW who've gone on the record saying they don't know what is real and what isn't, or maybe they're all on in on it. But to some degree, a lot of sacred rules in wrestling have been broken on this thing. You yeah. stiff some fans, you 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 worked the boys. You worked also. You worked the media. So now, what are we gonna? What are we? Gonna, what's what's real and what's not real? We're that we all worked, you? Kevin. I know we're all worked, but you understand what I'm saying. Like you get it. Uh, then AEW, of course, on the heels of pulling his profile and his merchandise from Shop AEW, they have now unfollowed AJ uh, MJF. Oh no! They unfollowed him. No, no, you can't. Don't say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of funny too. Uh, then uh, there was uh, some more information, uh, thanks to Uncle Dave, that the uh, the go to Wednesday now. Of course, he just talked about Sunday and competing with Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Now we fast forward to Wednesday, and according to Uncle Dave, the uh, the pipe bomb did not go as planned, uh, which was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, Meltzer uh, said that, uh, you know, he said that, he said that, uh, the uh, sprinting down to the ring by C, uh, CM Punk that we saw, we talked about yesterday, uh, that was uh, shown off camera. So only you only saw that through people that recorded it uh, during commercial. That was part of AEW's plan. Uh, according to Meltzer, uh, the heel promo and then cut his mic off the idea uh, uh, basically was to resemble Pillman. Uh, you remember Pillman doing the shoot promos uh, on ECW? And that ended up in uh, uh, the infamous match against a pencil. You remember that? You remember that, Kev? Mm. The uh, yes. the Pillman the Pillman versus a pencil match match. So, uh, so he's saying here this is supposed to resemble that, uh, but uh, this was not part of the plan for him to speak so long because he actually if you I I never timed this, but Meltzer said he went for nine minutes before they finally cut his mic. And uh, so, and then uh, brought out Punk. So Punk was originally part of the plan. So maybe they're leading to MJF and Punk. Maybe they, maybe Tony and, and MJF when they had their meetings and things mm-hmm. uh, after the the news broke two two months ago or so. Maybe uh, that maybe the he was promised the title shot and to get it from Punk. Maybe I don't know. Um, uh, Zachy Blaylock texting in. MJF ignored CM Punk. Did you watch that? And when yeah. when the crowd went after, the, yeah, we're kind of covering that now. This is something we went into detail on. Uh, also, it's worth noting that some of those videos have been taken down. Uh, yeah. Some of those videos have been taken down, which is an odd, odd thing for AEW to do. 
Uh, yeah, go ahead and help me out. Yeah, there was somebody. Uh, uh, there's a guy I follow on Twitter. Him and his wife were there, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, his video got taken down. Uh, so they're kind of go, and that's something that AEW hasn't really done. No, much of. Th- this and is so, all a part. This is all a part of all it, right? Part of the plan. All part of the plan. It's all so. a part of it, and it's, it's an elaborate work. And here's the here is the thing. It's interesting to to watch, right? It's still entertaining, but this is the part I don't think people want to. Um, Admit to, yeah, it's a part of the show, but at what point did uh, the fans' loyalty matter to you to the point where you have to now work that loyalty to to like an overstepping point? But hey, These we've been videos... talking about it all week. That means it's yeah. working. It Literally. is working. Yeah. But like, is this, are we, are we going into an area where you can't come back from? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm bringing up, they did stuff like this in the end of w- WCW, and it was something the company couldn't get over. They they had kind of gone past a certain amount of well, what is real, what isn't real. I'm entertained by it, well, but after did, a week of it, that. I'm only talking about one week of television. My thing is like you can't do this for a long time, and if he's not locked into a deal past 2024, is this just something that only has a few months of legs behind it? And yeah. this is what they need to try and get over a million viewers or get over an average of a million viewers. Uh, this one from oh, w- be interesting. From w- It'll be interesting to see if next week does crack that million. They got real close this week. Uh, had the highest demo since March. So it'd be interesting. I'm not saying it's not intriguing. You know, we're talking yeah. about it all week long. But there's just some areas you're going into that. How do you get yourself back from them? And how does everyone else pale in comparison to this? Because we're not talking about anyone else on this show. The only yeah. guy we're talking about is a guy who got powerbonded and squashed on a pay-per-view. Not your new champion, not anything else. We'll talk about some other AEW things, but you, the fans, this is the number one thing you want to talk about. Yeah. And so we're talking about it. So on this one from Dub K, uh, they worked the media. Oh, boo-hoo, get over. I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm not over it. It's just, well, that'll change how the media approaches you then. You know, uh, that isn't going to mean you're going to be, uh, you know, covered uh, in a negative light. It just means oh. maybe maybe people aren't going to, you know, go for the whole angle thing, you know, uh, and they want to work angles through dirt sheets and stuff like that. I've been offered that uh, a handful of times where, where people are like, hey, can we do this? We would like to do an angle. And sometimes it's like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll play it up and let you cut your promo and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's a there's a a modest level of discretion with that and then when it's outright like oh no i'm going to reach out to these people and send them information well okay it's like yeah we are worked fine we're like wrestling fans we're just other marks right of a different color and a different feather but i mean to some degree it's like all right well that that'll just change how we approach you doesn't mean any less of you doesn't mean what you're doing is anything less or that i'm annoyed it just means okay you know it's fine yeah, and there and and uh, just from what I gather, there's absolutely no negativity or anything. This is not this is not seen as a negative for AEW right now. This is getting so much coverage that you know they've won, uh, that you know they've won over people. With, with they're all talking about it, so uh, they're. I think you know, as long as you got a plan my, to get my, out of it. But I'm just being, I think, a normal. Um, just idealistically, I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm not I'm, seeing I'm, a I'm, single. I'm, I'm asking the right question. I've not seen it. I've not seen a single person like be worried about that or hate AEW for that, unless they're an obvious WWE mark. But I've not seen anybody concerned about that. I've seen people just flat out talking about it more mm-hmm. than normal, and so they're, they're they're truly, you know, just doing. They're truly doing the right work here. Apparently, well, I mean, it it also shows how fickle fans are. He's an unprofessional backstabber who's going to ruin the promotion on Saturday. But yet, everybody knows, everybody believes it's a work, though. 
The majority he, believe it'll work. So they didn't know. They didn't know on Saturday. You know, now, no, now they Saturday, know it's right. now they know it's a work, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I knew it, yeah. it was a work the whole time. I knew it was a work the whole time. I knew it the whole time. No, he didn't. Yeah. No one knew. No one knew he was going to show up in that pay per view until he did. At least for the people that were supposed to, they worked the whole locker room on that. Yeah, that they did. So, yeah. so I mean, in that regard, it's like, how many times can you do that? Can you do that with just one character? If that character gets to do that, what do all the other characters mean? Well, I guess they're all phony because this guy's real. Well, That's that leads to that leads to the final story in this uh, thing for today. At least the final story is uh, Chris Jericho went on Twitter uh, literally at midnight today. Uh, went on Twitter and said, "For the record." AEW is the best sports entertainment company I've worked for. <laughs> uh, continuing with the JAS theme. And Tony Khan is the best boss I've done business with. If certain talents feel like they're undercompensated, maybe you're not as good as you think you are. Please go elsewhere. Please. You'll be begging to come back. Clearly, uh, Jericho, a shot at MJF. I know. It's it's also Jericho stirring the internet pod. He knows what he's oh, doing. Yeah. He knows people are going to retweet it. You know, he, he's he working. Knows he's playing one. He's yeah. working. Yeah, and then they're all going to work the modern way, which is you know put up cryptic stuff. Bray Wyatt did it this week too, right? Yeah, and yeah, you, and you have people talking about him. So that, that that is the latest on MJF. Now let's talk about this man who's been out of the picture. He is currently a free agent. He is he is free to sign anywhere, and that is a man known professionally before his WWE days as Claudio Castagnoli, known to WWE fans as Cesaro, who had a very very strong run. One that saw him challenge the world title a handful of times, but never get to go to that mountaintop or be perceived as a quote-unquote top guy in WWE, though he had many, many great matches. Frustrated, he gets out of there. He's now uh, waiting to see what happens. The word is that he is very comfortably not uh, pursuing something uh, super fast. But this week's edition of the Wrestling Observer notes that many within WWE expect or believe that he will find his way back to the company due to recent deals that are very, very handsome deals that have been offered recently to the likes of AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Uh, and he would be in that range of a guy who has, you know, he's near, he's around 40-ish, still looks like a million bucks, can still wrestle a million bucks, and the big money you can make is in WWE. What role would he have right now in AEW? And do they have the space or the bandwidth, I think, for him right now? I would say surface level, no. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they have that or need it right now. Is that something they need right now? No. Is it something they need in the next maybe year or two? Possibly. Uh, but if you want to, you know, spend that many years on the shelf, well, then you're coming back to the ring and what's your body going to be like? We saw it with Kurt Angle. He was out of the ring for a few years and it affected his performance in the late matches of his career. I think with Cesaro, this guy's still going to come back and still going to be a barn burner. I think he'd be a real kick in the ass for WWE to come back, even being gone this long. He'd be a really, really great addition to WWE, even if he's just a mid-card guy. He's a phenomenal performer. He has a connection with that fan base. Uh, Meltzer's not far off. I don't think I, don't, I wouldn't surprise me if we saw him back in WWE. Yeah. So what Meltzer said is uh, Cesaro is currently laying low and remains a free agent, basically taking time off for family reasons. Uh, Cesaro does have a, a young child, and uh, uh, he did trademark a new name, as basically taking out the uh, the cons or taking out the vowels, so just CSRO for Cesaro. Um, Right now, it's unclear if AEW has offered him an offer, but Tony Khan has publicly said that he uh, would like uh, to have Cesaro in the fold. Sean Ross Sapp tweeted uh, that uh, there's a feeling 
that he will return to the WWE, but it does not mean he's going to return tonight. No. There is a feeling no. that he, he could return to the WWE, but basically the ball's in his court because he's a free agent. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, Juan Gonzalez says, Cesaro should go to AEW and work ROH matches. Um, hey, Juan, I know that's an idea, but I'm going to say that's a step down. We don't know what ROH is. ROH doesn't have television. ROH is going to have a pay-per-view. ROH is an independent promotion that AEW runs and is a place for some of their talent, their overflow talent, to do shows. Great shows. Really, really fun shows. Not saying those shows aren't great, but I don't know if that is that is that is that of the star that Cesaro is right now? I don't think it is. I don't think I don't it know. is. Just my take. What do you I don't think? know. But if he works for AEW and Ring of Honor, it's gonna be there's gonna be some overlap. It's not gonna be a oh, hard and he has job. a ton of history there. A ton of history. He was he was an ROH guy. Yeah, he's never won the ROH world title either. So sure. I think there there would be motivation to go to great, ROH. Great point. That's a great yeah. point. That's a great point. Uh, and then we also got some uh, backstage news on the status of Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Uh, Dave, Uncle Dave. Well, it's an Uncle Dave day. Dave uh, from the Wrestling Observer oh, saying, Oh, Uncle Melcher. It is uh, soon. We should be getting ready, getting ready for Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae to return to professional wrestling. But he did not indicate where the two will end up, but is saying that the time is coming up where they're going to make their move. Uh, so it could be a they both resigned together in WWE, which was my prediction. Uh, they could go elsewhere. It'll be interesting to see. They're both free and clear now as well. Uh, but the uh, it sounds like the uh, the clock is ticking on uh, on their return. Uh, of course, Candace recently uh, having a child, and uh, so she now she's to the point where she's ready to return. And of course, Johnny taking some time off, giving that body uh, a much needed break to heal. Of course, he has also much like. Cesaro, he has not uh, competed uh, since he left WWE. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see where they go. What do you think, Kev? I, I like I, I've said it all along on this show. I, I've I've said that uh, that they're going to resign together in WWE. Uh, I'm all, I'm of the thought that I do believe they they end up in some form of WWE. Uh, everyone says like, oh, AEW is so crowded and it, it only has this. I don't think it's a bad observation. It is the biggest critique. You have people like Thunder Rosa who are fighting for minutes on TV. You have original talent that you've kind of established to some degree that's fighting for time on television. You have a lot of big name WWE people you brought over, so you can't like not have them on TV and they're fighting for time. So I think they go to SmackDown or they go to Raw within the WWE system. They're comfortable. They know the producers. They know they're going to have a role. They're a couple, which is always something that I think WWE no matter what people think, WWE does tend to protect the couples. I know people say, oh, look, look what they did. The Lana and, and Miro, then known as Rusev, broke them up, put them on camera. The thing is, they put them on the road together. Put them on the road together. You get to go out and perform together. You get to be on the same. That has been a thing that WWE has done for a long time, especially as more couples are more openly saying, like, yeah, we're a couple and we're on the road and we work for the company together. So you have that. I think them as a couple together, I think they make that decision together. Wherever they go, they both go. I think it would be very, very difficult for them as a young family to do it. But this is me saying, like, what would I want to do if I was in their shoes? You know? Yeah. And as uh, David says here in the chat, uh, give somebody Cody and Brandy to work with once, uh, you know, Brandy makes her television debut. Would not. Oh, God. Heel, heel Johnny Gargano versus Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Brandi no Rhodes, word. Brandy Rhodes coming out. Is this open mic night? And she just does that on WWE. Yeah. There's no, uh, there's no time, you know, there's no, uh, timetable for uh brandy but we all know she is training so i think uh, uh she is going to which is how interesting is this though because uh 
the uh just the fact that uh they she wanted to be a wrestler and now and they they made her be a ring announcer and now we come back full circle and now she's going to be a wrestler for wwe pretty soon how crazy is that it's kind of crazy but it's also the wwe model it's been for a while like hey well if we're not ready for you in that role now go and figure that out and come on back you know like yeah all right you know, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, a, a, a trio that you see there, Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest, led by Edge in the new faction known as Judgment Day. They will be stepping into the ring this Sunday at Hell in a Cell, taking on the trio of Liv Morgan, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor. Now, Damian Priest doing an interview with our associate Rick Uccino for BR Live, Bleacher Report as well. Uh, check him out. Go believe in that. And they're doing this interview. It's interesting. And Damian Priest had a lot to say about who he would like to see join the faction because that has been a big, big thing is who's joining this group. Everyone loves a new group and who's going to join it. Yeah, uh, and actually, uh, uh, SB Nation is where uh, where this is uh, coming out of. With well, I'm Rick sorry, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy Rick's getting paid. Where where, where is it? Where is it from? Uh, uh, I S- apologize <laughs> to the great people at SB Nation. C- Cage side seats via SB Nation is where this was coming from, and of course, on the uh, the Believe uh, in Pro Wrestling podcast, uh, Rick Uccino recently dropped an interview uh, with Damian Priest. A good one. Go check it out. Uh, they talked about a lot of things. Uh, talked about what i'd been asking for uh, what you know can we have this match inside hell in a cell and damien was all about it but happy that they are going to do the six the six person tag mixed tag match here on sunday uh he mentioned uh, rick did riccuccino mentioned who 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 uh who is your number one target to join judgment day and the number one response with no hesitation from Damian Priest was interesting. It's going to be a guy he's standing across on Sunday, AJ Styles. So th- they would just beat him into submission and to join the group. Is what maybe, you're maybe, um, you know, it, it, it was uh, a pretty interesting. Here's what he said. He goes, AJ Styles, we need him to come over to the other side. I mean, stop fighting against and fight with fight alongside. When I first signed a contract to come to WWE, he was on top of the list of people that I wanted to work with, and I knew that he would elevate me. And it's kind of like you have to prove yourself and you're worth being in a match with that guy. That's a sink or swim situation. If you can't go with him and you can't have a good showing, then you don't belong here. So for me, like that's the guy. I would love for him to be that's the next the guy. Member. That's the guy. I would that's love the guy, Jeremy. for him to be the next member of Judgment Day. We got Freestyle Friday coming up here. All right. And, and that, that's going to be you. That's you asking the questions. That's you driving the conversation. We want to hear from all the new people. But I do want to get into something. And that is your WWE Hell in a Cell. Let me get this here up on screen. Well, you get that on screen. Let's uh, do the last bit of news. Congratulations to Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti as Sammy proposed. love this. Sammy proposed in Paris today, so they are now engaged. Uh, and he stuck his tongue out in the photo where they had the ring, like a, yeah. like a real little brat. People hate them on the internet. They really hate. It's this so couple. funny how triggered they that they they made people. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Do you think they're, they're going to play that up on television? I assume. Oh yeah, they're heels now. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I I've publicly uh, applauded them for 
embracing the hate so to speak yes. we go if we uh, go to a cane lion from way back in the day <laughs> uh embrace the hate uh they have embraced the hate they have turned heel they have made they have made the aew galaxy cheer dan lambert and that is a goddamn feat to cheer dan lambert uh, we have an exclusive interview up right now with Steve Macklin from Impact Pro Wrestling uh, talking about the upcoming wrestling showcase, which will be going down AEW All Out Weekend, Top Guys Weekend, presented by Ad Free Shows. Wrestling showcase is going to be like a one-day King of the Ring-style tournament. Eight men, Killer Cross, Tony Nese, Macklin taking on Jacob Fatu. That exclusive interview up right now talking about his unique pairing with uh, Deanna Perrazzo, their real-life relationship influencing their wrestling careers and impact and so much more. That is up now on our YouTube page as well. Go check that out. Fresh interviews up as well with Deanna, with, uh, Deanna uh, Sonia Deville, and Paul Heyman. Those are up now, right now on the channel, so go check those out. Let's get right into it. This is our WWE Hell in a Cell predictions. What do you think here? We only have six matches announced on this as we're taping this. We'll get more added over the weekend. But, Jeremy, let's go right to the top of the card. Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Tell me, lightning style, who's winning this thing? Uh, this is going to definitely be Cody's win. Uh, this is a lot of people, uh, including myself, think this could be the spot Bray returns and costs Seth the match. But obviously, uh, the goal is to push Cody so that it makes no sense to have him lose even a single match in this feud. So I, I, I applaud WWE for going away from 50-50 booking. And uh, if they continue to go on the path, it'll be 3-0 Cody. And uh, then we move on from what was a great first feud for Cody on his return. I got to agree. I think Cody's going to get a massive reaction in Chicago, one of the hottest wrestling cities in the world at the Allstate Arena. The Raw Women's Champ. Tell me, tell me why 48 hours out from the pay-per-view and we don't have a single damn SmackDown match here. It's like the old brand of pay-per-view days. It's it's not like, it's not like we don't have any big, you know, big storylines going on there, but I think we'll see some pop uh, pop up this week before the pay-per-view. And where's the Uh, second, uh, second cell match. I would give it to judgment day and, and the, the, the two suites, you know, yeah, we only have one. We only have one hell in a cell match for this year. Yeah. So I guess we'll figure out what the other one's going to be. I don't know. The Raw Women's Championship triple threat is going down. Bianca Belair will take on Asuka and Becky Lynch. Do they take the title off uh, Bianca so soon here? No, no. I expect Bianca to retain on this one. Uh, that'll put the uh, the feud with Becky to sleep. Um, if Becky gets pinned, then you can have a, maybe do a, a continue a feud with Asuka maybe, but they're both baby faces. So it's like, you know, it, it, it's... Uh, it's interesting to see, but I do not see Bianca Bell. This is going to be one of those championship validating wins, and uh, Bianca Belair is going to be on top. Uh, yeah, the chat is with us on that one for sure. United States Championship match. This will see the hometown hero, a former police officer in the greater Chicagoland area, Mustafa Ali, take on the braggadocious, big smiling, taking selfies, endorsed by Vince McMahon, was in a big profile match theory not austin theory uh do we get the old rig and roll with wwe not wanting the hometown guy to win the title but he kind of gets to shine here no nah, they brought uh, the, uh, they had a plan for mustafa ali uh i think he wins the title here i do theory, too i do he's had a good run with it and uh he, he's had a good run with it but i think it's time uh to put it on ali here and uh derek in the chat here that could be your other hell in a cell match because madcap does return tonight so 
That'd be that'd be wild. Handicap match: Bobby Lashley versus almost an MVP. This strikes me as just more of an angle to drag this whole thing out between uh, Bobby Lashley and almost. Though it's been, I wouldn't call it the the least entertaining promo uh, or program. It does help all the guys kind of get a little bit more on the show, but I think it's kind of run its course, right? Yeah, and uh, you cannot. I, you got to have Bobby Lashley win this as a babyface. He is getting over. He is getting some of the biggest pops mm-hmm. in Raw right now. So I think it would be very detrimental. Uh, there's a there's a positive momentum of people behind him right now. So you got to have Bobby Lashley go against the odds and defeat almost an MVP. All right, the big six-person tag team match. Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan taking on The Judgment Day, led by Edge with Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest. This has got to be Judgment Day's match. They're a defined faction. That is their gimmick, the purple, the darkness, all these different things. I do think they need this win more than an assemblance of, you know, beloved baby faces. Sadly, Liv Morgan never getting those big pay-per-view wins, though, right? I love the trio of uh, Finn Balor, AJ, and Liv together, but my God, I fear it's not going to last past Sunday, and somebody out of AJ and Finn are going to, maybe even Liv, are going to turn and cost, and Judgment Day gets the win. I don't want it to happen. I want this trio to remain. I, I you know, it's it's something WWE has not really done is stables with men and women together, and so they're doing it here with two different stables right now, and I, I'm afraid they're going to break one of them up on Sunday. Uh, but you, 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 you can't, you can't have Judgment Day lose here. No way. They're brand new, or you get a schmoz finish and no one comes out on top, right? Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. Ezekiel, yeah, a, a guy that is surprisingly getting over with the fans. I was because at first we're like, what the hell is this? And the especially f- for Kevin Owens, he had the huge program with Steve Austin at WrestleMania, and then he like jumps into this wacky, weird, gaga, haha thing. Yeah, and Ke- Kevin Owens and Otis and Chad Gable have made this feud to actually be good and interesting and and funny at times uh and and, uh, you could see uh, ezekiel's improved in the ring too uh he's had some good matches uh there i don't know this is gonna this is the hardest one to call only because you have kevin owens re-sign that five-year deal recently when are you gonna finally pull the trigger to push him you can't have him lose I i just I just don't think this is a match he even needs to win. I don't I don't think it yeah. affects him in any way. Yeah. I think this is more just to establish a mid-card comedy character. Is, hey, that guy looks like Elias and just all these different, you know, silly things they've done with it, which mind yeah. you, Kevin Owens and uh, Zeke have ran with. You know, the way this has been the way this has been booked, you can't really have Ezekiel lose because otherwise no. he's going to lose all momentum. So, yeah, so yeah, I'd go Ezekiel here. Yeah, those are our predictions for WWE Hell in a Cell. Get into the comments and tell us what you think. And don't forget to join us for our live post-show coverage at sportskeeda.com. All right, let's get right into freestyle Friday. Don't forget to run with this. Remember the rule. Don't ask us to confirm your fantasy booking. Hey, is this specific scenario going to happen on television that I've written in my head that I think is a good idea that they should do? You know what I'm saying. Is someone coming back? Yeah, we can get into those questions, but you know what I'm talking about. Get your questions, get on screen, especially if we're with us for the first time. Super Chats guarantee that you get on screen. Uh, and don't forget to share the link of your skirk. Uh, So much to get into uh, uh, heading into a busy weekend. We got NXT. 
in your house as we kind of prep for people to do their questions here. We're going to be doing a post show of that Sunday afternoon. And then, Jeremy, you, uh, you and I are going to be live again with Jose after uh, a long, long night at the Allstate Arena. I'm going to be there with our good friend, uh, Nick, Nick Hausman. We know Nick very, very well. Uh, give it a wink there to Nick. And we're going to be right off the floor. Looking forward to it. I've been to a Hell in a Cell. Have you ever seen a Hell in a Cell before, Lon? Uh, I've seen, yes, I saw Shane and Undertaker wrestling yeah. at 32. You were at a Mania, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a Hell in a Cell show itself. Not, I saw paper. I've I never saw, been to a pay-per-view, no. I've been to I've seen a Punjabi prison match live, and it was it was odd to see live. Uh and I've been to I saw the Hell in a Cell match with Triple H and the Undertaker and and Sean Michaels as the guest referee at WrestleMania about 10 years ago, and that was fantastic. So the bars the bar with these Hell in a Cell matches is high. I do think people have to remember that and i do think they did a good job of making it feel personal this past week on my at raw with cody and seth that was a good yeah. angle it was a really well done like brawling angle where you understood that these guys hate each other yeah. seth made it personal cody took it personally personal issue long-standing program let's put it in a cage that's that that thinking doesn't it isn't broken and they played up all those points perfectly yeah, and it was a match that made sense to put in Hell in a Cell, and I said that from the get-go, that this match made sense. We couldn't really put a SmackDown match to go inside Hell in a Cell. I guess you can do Madcap and, and, and Corbin. Let me tell you something, though. Those are two good wrestlers, so that is going to be a good match inside Hell in a Cell. Is it a Hell in a Cell-worthy feud? Man, nah, not really. They kind of rushed the turn. Mm -hmm. I thought I, I thought they could have done more with with uh, with. with with uh, madcap and, and baron together but hey uh i have a feeling with with the uh, chair around the neck busting the trophy on his head uh this is going to end up a, as a hell in a cell match let's get right into it uh what matchups would you like to see at forbidden door this is the upcoming super card being put together by aew and new japan pro wrestling the word got out a few weeks ago from people within the aew camp that hardcore fans that we're expecting to get those big cross promotional, you know, wow, we're going to get the top, top guy from this versus the top, top. No, it's very political. And he kind of already saw this happen here. Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, the John Cena of Japan, shows up and challenges CM Punk. He's in a position where I think he's a guy that can take a loss. He's an established legend. He could lose to CM Punk and still be considered a legend. He's kind of untouchable in that regard. And I do think you're going to see more matchups like that. Does that mm -hmm. make the card less compelling, though, for fans when they don't feel like they get weight? You know what I mean? Where there's stakes compared to who wins and who loses. Stakes? Medium well? Mm, medium, yes. medium. Medium. I'm a medium guy, not a medium. I don't like it. I'm a medium well. I, I like. I, I used to be. I used to be a rare guy, but I, I, I see so many people screw up rare stakes, so then I went to medium. All right, let's get um, into it. Oh, no, no, yeah, we didn't no. really answer the question. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see Okada and Brian Danielson, though it's not going to happen. It's We're going to get Okada and Hangman, it looks like, uh, and probably Brian Danielson against uh, Zack Sabre Jr., which will be uh, tremendous. But I, I, I would uh, I would love to see the uh, something like that. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get some uh, elite guys versus Bullet Club, I think, is, is kind of noted and been teased yeah. a couple of times here. I'd there. love to see yeah. Wardlow and Ishii. That'd that be cool. Be, that would be fun. Yeah, that that's see, that's a cool match. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's another one where you do like veteran big man versus veteran big, uh, you know, newer up and coming big man. Uh, I'm, I'm so see, you know, you you kind of know where it ends. I want to see. Not... I want to see uh, Naito and MJF. 
That'd or or Naito and Eddie Kingston. I'd like to see either one of those. Um, I would love to see Takahashi take on a Jungle Boy. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd love to see that. So those are kind of the ones off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roland Curtis, always supportive of the channel. Super Chats guarantee you get Thank on screen. You. Don't worry if you have questions with us right now. Fire them off. We want to get you on screen. I got the Watch next one here. For the first time. All right, here we go. Roland says, Jeff Jarrett called HBK the Michael Jordan of pro wrestling. Some say Taker is the MJ of wrestling. Who would you guys consider the MJ of pro wrestling? Well, that's a weighted thing because how do you? Some people perceive Michael Jordan as not just the best, you know, professional athlete in the history of the United States. I would mm. say it. I'm biased. I'm from Chicago, right? Mm. But a lot of people put that on him in the sense of the way he changed the way people perceive super athletes mm-hmm. and they how much money they can drive to the sport, how an athlete becomes a draw bigger than a team. Specifically in the NBA, you could say that's true. <laughs> when LeBron's in town, more people buy tickets, right? You know, and and in that regard, I would say that for sports, who is a draw like that in wrestling? Now it's almost like and I think you could argue it with AEW, not just WWE, where they want the promotion wants the promotion to be the number one thing. And, and to some degree that's true. Uh, even at the independent level, <laughs> though you may have people that are your draws, you want them. You want them always thinking of your promotion at the end of the day, and are they coming back for it? Uh, and it is is Jordan and Taker two of those guys? Yeah. Absolutely. It's hard to say. I would put Austin up there in terms of a well, guy who changed the business too. In terms of in terms of outside of the ring, Steve Austin. In terms sure. of working in the ring, absolutely, Shawn Michaels. Uh, Perfect. Uh, yeah. And I think that's where Jeff Jarrett was going in terms of workers. Uh, yeah. Austin, obviously, outside of the ring, the him and the Rock are the top two. I, I put Austin ahead of the Rock. Actually, I don't know if I, uh, there might be people that disagree with me, but I would put Austin ahead of the Rock. Uh, but inside the ring, uh, absolutely, HBK. Uh, next one up here from Zaki 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 Zaki. So does this mean they play? Zaki Do they plan on doing something huge, which will include MJF, Tony Khan, and CM Punk? Now, I I take Tony Khan out of it. I uh, Tony Khan has repeatedly not wanted to be a on character guy on on screen. Then guy. why are they using his name so much? Why have we not seen why we still haven't seen him on camera though? We've only seen him on camera three times in the history of AEW uh, on live television. So Yeah, but he's, I, he's all over the internet. He's all over the media. They're going to break that rule. Until he's gonna, I'm not saying until he's going to be like, it, until I see it, I'm saying no. Until it actually happens, I'm not saying I'm saying it's not going to happen. Uh, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm with, yes. Jeremy, I'm with you, but I'm less yeah. believing that that's that that they're going to stand by that rule. Yeah, uh, but the way they don't stand by their rankings, I don't think they're going to stand by keeping Tony Khan off off screen. Now, 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 uh, uh, MJF taking it from Punk, yes, but he will not be the ne- uh, the next challenger. Will not be MJF. They're going to be stretch those. Hey, they love to stretch things out. It took Julia Hart a while to to turn finally, and she did. We're waiting on that turn for Christian. They did. They're going to draw this out for a while. Punk's going to have a couple of matches. This might be a uh, a revolution. When, when he takes over uh you know i don't i at all out i expect punk to win uh in chicago if it's gonna still be in chicago i don't know if it is now because they've had so many damn shows in chicago uh but we'll have uh, I, punk will have a keep couple him coming of, don't go punk, anywhere you you guys want to stay on my couch punk stay will have a chicago. couple punk will have a couple of defenses before mjf ultimately takes it off him in my opinion uh, Andy Wilson saying, "Night lads, uh, almost midnight here. Queen's Jubilee, and I'm lathered. Have a good weekend, everyone. Ooh, yeah, lathered. Shout out to all the fans in the, in the UK. I love. I got lathered last lathered. night. 
Uh, I'm going to get lathered tonight. It's my birthday weekend, and I'm going to Hell in a Cell. I'm doing the post show with you guys. I cannot guarantee I'm going to be of clear mind. Ah. I cannot guarantee. Yeah. Uh, all right here. Yes, people are excited for that potential uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Brian Danielson match here. More questions to get into. If you're with us, go ahead and fire those off live. Uh, Want to get into this one here. Donna has a good question. What's going on with Brian Cage? Uh, Brian I think they're, Cage. They're building. Go a, they're going to build Ring of Honor around him. I think um, they already had him in a, a, a stable with a couple of guys that I'm not familiar with. Uh, obviously teaming with Tully Blanchard. Uh, he, he's going to be, they're going to build ring of honor around him and he's not going to really be featured on AEW much, at least in the near term. Mm, it'll be interesting. Ask us anything wrestling, get on screen. This is your moment of the week. Uh, people saying a big happy birthday to Kev. Thank you so much. Big happy birthday. Jose Gonzalez who's not joined us. He's celebrating. Yeah. Forty. Joining the Fody Club. Don't, don't don't give away his age. Come on, he's, Come he's on. public. It's vanity. It's public. Vanity. It's public. I I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. It's public knowledge. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting what the future is of Brian Cage. This question from Can't Stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Uh, what do you all think of Punk botches growing by the night? I heard about this. I saw he went to go do the springboard, uh, you know, clothesline that he he's done for years, and had some issues with it in the six man tag match on Wednesday and almost and addressed it in a promo. Uh, I have friends who are familiar with um, the situation and they were critical of it and and saying that uh, if anyone's going to have that type of mistake, it can't be the AEW world champion. It cannot be the champ. Show me a person. Show me the perfect wrestler. Show me a wrestler that has never botched in their goddamn life. The thing is, there's there's guys you see me see. Daniel yeah, Bryan has, has botched. Bryan yes. Danielson has botched. Every wrestler has botched. Shut up. Let it go. Is it is it just because it's on the top rope and it's so noticeable? There's a lot of mistakes you see in wrestling that people don't even notice or don't well, care some about of those, or don't some replay of those or don't bu- share. Some of those buckshots, they were, he was selling the knee. Remember, they were working each other's knee in that match. Some of that was selling. Oh, he he couldn't stay on that top rope, My Jeremy, because God. that leg was injured earlier in this match. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's got rubber band legs up there. Yeah. Uh, Victor with a question. Bray will be back this Bray? Sunday. I've been talking to people. Bray? Okay. Bray Wyatt, who's been, who was released by WWE nearly a year ago. Nearly a year ago. One of the more talked about supernatural characters in the history of wrestling since The Undertaker, I would say of modern WWE creations, never has there been a more intriguing, question-creating character like Bray Wyatt in the various incarnations that he's had. But I've had more than a few people talk to me, including people within WWE who understand the program here, Mm -hmm. saying they've heard the chatter and they're not ignoring it so it's interesting and they can't confirm to me obviously on the record they wouldn't mm. confirm to me whether or not he's coming back Mm-mm. that isn't me indicating anything by the way i just couldn't get a, a straight answer and i understand what people don't want to give that to me i i'm not holding my breath i'll say that much i you know i'm not either but it would be wow wouldn't it be something if bray yeah. came back at hell in a cell because he had such a controversial match there before it would be such a oh yeah that, way that, to that, bring that, back. that stupid red light crap yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah uh uh one of our regulars here noob and company uh since oscar's return to the wwe do you think she's lacking in interviews media appearances and youtube videos late I, i'm not um, really no i i think i think oscar 
um, was on the shelf and was very quiet. She was even quiet off of WWE. She had her own internet presence and she kind of slowed that down. Uh, she's allowed, you know, I mean, she was going hard for them during the pandemic and then had that arm injury, wanted to get that worked on, want to do some other things and just slow down in life. And she's earned it. It's also worth noting, you know, Oscar's a woman in her thirties. You give someone nine months like that off, you're getting another four or five very strong years out of them. Yeah. And, um, and she, she's a unique figure. I think she's fine. Oscar is a very unique figure in the sense that English is not her first language, but she is so able to project and communicate the things that you want out of her character. Yeah. So well, I've never yeah. seen anyone do that. Uh, and I'm not saying her, her not speaking English is, is, is a challenge or her not doing it all the time. And she does it very well in television. Yeah. But she is able to do so much. There's no one that I've seen in WWE that has come from that challenge and being able to express themselves. This is an example. This isn't just a white dude with a beard saying this. This is just me working with people on, on promos and different things like I've done, been able to do in wrestling, working with people who don't like, they can speak English, but getting, making sure they understand the emphasis and the, and the, and the personnel. That is another like challenge, just same. like it would be for you and I yeah, to go same. and give a speech, you know, in another same. language. Yeah, same goes for Nakamura too, you know. But yeah, uh, they, but they, he's yeah. but he's able to conquer because he has such an over the top personality, yeah. and he has a craft of how to project that as well. I yeah. think with Oscar, it's just a little bit more noticeable when she's not like the number one, number two, two person. In this case, she's number three in this yeah. triple threat match. Yeah, Kev, a question uh, Kev, in the chat. Uh, my favorite place to watch indie wrestling in Chicago. Oh, I know the answer to that. It's going to be at the Logan Square Auditorium live and worldwide on Fight TV, beaming and streaming, baby. Uh, I will be broadcasting backstage what a mark. on the show. What an effing mark. mark. I'm not a mark. I'm what not an effing mark. I'm not a mark. My name is Kevin. My name's not Mark. Effing Mark. Uh, no, I'll be broadcasting from that show. Crush and destroy. Uh, we're gonna have a no holds barred match between. Sounds like an eighties tag. Sounds like an eighties tag team. Crush and destroy for the Crush NWA for the NWA championship. <laughs> no, uh, no, but it's gonna be pretty pretty sweet. Uh, check it out. We have two big hosses uh, fighting in the ring. Shaft and, and it's gonna be uh, again. Shaft uh, talking about Shaft. Yeah. Talk about Chef. Talk about Chef. Uh, Matt Fitch at our AAW heavyweight champion taking on a steel, uh, uh, a cohort of CM Punk. It's going to be pretty interesting to see that match go down. Uh, so it's going down June 11th, a week from today. A week from today. Get your get your pay-per-view. Buy it at Fight TV. You can get GA tickets, by the way, if you're in Chicago at AAWPro.com. That's my favorite place to watch wrestling. If you want to watch wrestling out of Chicago, it's the best. Mark it's one of the best wrestling markets in the world. There's so much great independent wrestling out of this area. Uh, tip of the cap to the other promotions that run in town. But to me, number one is AA dub It's produced so many people that you see on television every week. I could, I would spend the rest of the show talking about it. And, and, Victor, they, and, and even though they're uh, on uh, national promotions, they still return to AAW for appearances. Absolutely. So. They do. Uh, you know, uh, I would say a lot of our roster right now is guys that are coming from Seth Rollins, black and the brave camp too, you know? And so, yeah. and he, and he made his name with us, Kevin Owens, Kalisto, Ruby riot, uh, you know, just tons and tons of people. That we Final question. Uh, we'll wrap it up with this one. Since we're leading into SmackDown in about an hour, we'll wrap it up with this one. All right, uh, Victor wants to know, who are your predictions on WWE's undisputed tag team title match tonight with SmackDown uh, featuring the Usos defending against Riddle and Shinsuke, a team that I will call 
Robrera as I, in the I, Robrera I Steakhouse. I lied. We'll have one more after this. All right. Are you, all right. It's okay if we take more. I don't mind taking more. If you guys have more questions, fire off more questions. I don't mind. We can take a couple more. Uh, who are my predictions? I don't think the Usos lose these belts. Though I could see maybe this starting a series. I don't mind a TV match that's really, really good and ends with an angle. SmackDown can do that. SmackDown can absolutely do that. If they do something really, really cool, and then you know Adam uh, Pier- Adam Pierce comes at the end of the night and says, "You Usos played it again." Well, guess what? You're gonna have to do it inside Hell in a Cell. You know, something like that. That would be fun. I don't know if they throw some curveball like that. No, it it just it makes no sense for throwing. It made sense on why they put Nakamura with Riddle, but it makes no sense to put the titles on them after RK, they, RK Bro had them and now the Usos have them. And it, it doesn't make any sense that, uh, that. Mr. Mr. James Espanto Fernando He says he's been with the show for a long time. Says, big Kev, good old JB. Who's been the most impressive wrestler? Of 2022, in your opinion, James, I blow you kisses because you you ask such good questions. I blow you kisses. Um, it's hard to say. There's been a lot of people that have had some very good impressions this year uh, and have really taken the ball that's been given to them. I think there's some impressive people in, in WWE NXT in terms of a promotion where you want to see someone really make their mark and do something. Say whatever you want, the controversial stuff aside, the injury aside. Nikita Lyons, I'm not saying she's a great wrestler, but the presence, the groundswell, a striking woman, takes her moment, knows how to hold the camera. She's been impressive. Braun Breaker, I can say, has been impressive in WWE. Uh, I love the sustained energy of one Liv Morgan. I think she's been a real, the way, the ups and the downs, it's never discouraged her. You've never seen the boo-boo face and all those different things. Uh, and I've been, I've enjoyed uh, the the a massive... Uh, impression that Cody Rhodes made. Uh, mm. People could say that this guy wasn't a star in AEW and he, he wasn't this, or he just, he was just, uh, you know, kind of just doing the vanity project thing. The reaction that he got at WrestleMania and <laughs> what was impressive was that he was so good in AEW that WWE said, you're going to bring that thing over here. You're going to bring that logo and we're going to put it up on screen and we're going to treat it like a million bucks. And I think the matches that he's had with Seth are the best that WWE's had this year so far. And, and it's been really, really exciting. There's been some uh, lowlights, obviously, with WWE, but great stuff. AEW, uh, a lot of great stuff. I know you could probably cover it, but I've enjoyed a whole bunch of different characters. I think Hangman Page has been fun, but the most impressive right now to me is, is MJF. I mean, the, guy, the guy's got everybody talking. Yeah, on the WWE side, I definitely agree with Liv Morgan. Um, I would, and Cody Rhodes is also a good one. Uh, I, I would give like a break, a breakthrough, or uh, you know, I, I give something to Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss has been consistently great, much like a a Sheamus, consistently good matches all throughout mm-hmm. the year. So I'd give it a good one there to to uh, to Madcap Moss. Um, I would say on the uh, on the other side on AEW, Brian Danielson man he's been working he has been working and now he's in the in the combat i I, I did i didn't yeah i didn't mean to forget the matches he had this year but it's a it's a it's a wide thing like who made the biggest mark on you this year in wrestling and they've done some great stuff here you know yeah um definitely want to get this question this is a good one damon hunter damon heater excuse me um 
when are we getting the return of Bailey in WWE? She's been healthy or expected to come back for a mm-hmm. while now. When is it going to happen? Is it simply just not healing at the right? Is it WWE picking the right time for her to come back? It is could... it this Sunday at Hell in a Cell? Uh, I don't think about. I don't think it'll be a Sunday, but I think it's going to be either Monday or Friday next week. Mm, it'd be interesting if you do a big return, like say you have a Bray Wyatt this, you know, this Sunday at Hell in a Cell, then you have a, a Bailey the next night or the, the, the Friday after. Mm-hmm. That'd be an I interesting get, week and a real kick in the pants for WWE as well. I got to get out of here and, and record another show. So, all right. All right. So we're on our way. I didn't mean to hold you up. All right. <laughs> say, say hello. Say hello to the fellas down the hall for me. All right. I will. I will. All right. You can, you can follow him on the Twitter machine at JB Huskers. You can follow me at Kev Kellum. I'm also at Kev Kellum six on the Twitter machine. I got six, that big six, six. The devil. Uh, is in my social media. Uh, I'm going to be at the Lincoln Lodge tonight doing the late show at 1130. Come out and see Strong Style Comedy. That's going to be tonight if you're watching live. Strong Style Comedy. What is, what is I'm, strong style? I'm doing the, the Kobayashi okay. chops to someone on the chest if, gonna, if they come up on stage. You're going to do yeah. a little Shote palm strike? Who's that Shote? Who's that Shote? Uh, there, there we go. Uh, all that ridiculous stuff. My roommates have to hate me today. Um, so it's going to be really, really cool. I'm going to be at Hell in a Cell. If you're going to Hell in a Cell, shout me out on Twitter. I would love to meet some fans and film some content with you if I could on uh, Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm going to be at Shuba's. I'm going to be at Shuba's Rock Room in the Big Hall, a, a venue that Shuba, all these wonderful Shuba, bands have played. Uh, I'm going to be at the Shuba's Rock Hall Shuba. in Chicago. On Tuesday, June 21st, why did they book you? Uh, I don't know. Um, All right. So thank you guys so much. (laughs) It's an hour long show. We're going to get a letter about why the show went too long today, but I don't care. Didn't know Kevin does comedy. Yes, you can go to my website. It's at kevinkellum.com. You can watch my comedy clips there. Yes, I have wrestling jokes. The letters letters go to Kevin, so they don't go to me. I just <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna be getting them. I'll be like, got, but it's my but it's my birthday. Uh, tell them about what you got going on Wednesday nights, baby. Yeah, we go Wednesday night. Uh, we'll uh, we this may be at every Wednesday night thing. We'll let you know. But uh, yeah, getting over on Twitch is gonna return here sometime shortly. Uh, where uh, myself and Jose uh, will do a little debrief of uh, AEW Dynamite after afterwards. And uh, while we do it, we'll play a little bit of play a little bit of WWE 2K, a little bit of Retromania wrestling. Hell, I may even pull out the 8-bit pro wrestling one night. We'll see what happens. But, uh, but we have been uh we have been Starman, you got Starman yeah, coming get, out. Yeah, get Starman <laughs> out there. Uh get the Amazon out there. And so uh, uh go ahead and subscribe to us on Twitch. It is uh, just search for Sports Keto Wrestling, all one word. Let's get that subscriber base up on Twitch. Uh, of course, we do top story from Twitch every night there. Uh, but uh, just do Sports Keto Wrestling on Twitch. And uh, uh, we'll let you know. We may be uh, coming back this Wednesday, but stay tuned to, to top story here. We'll let you know for sure. Please remember when watching wrestling, do the most important thing. Follow Sports Keto on all the different apps where you get your wrestling content. And remember, when watching wrestling, do this. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Talk to them. Do pre. Watch out, what?